Let's go. G'day, listener. Welcome to Superman Podcast. We go behind the scenes with two financial planners. Myself, Matt McCabe from Newcastle Advisors, and I'd also like to introduce Lionel O'Malley, the founder and principal financial planner for Purpose Planning. Purpose Planning was founded in 2021, based out of Northwest Sydney in Bella Vista. Lionel looks to focus on supporting people in Sydney and also Central West New South Wales. Lionel is a husband, a father, a wine connoisseur, an avid gardener, and a keen angler. Welcome, Lionel. Thanks, Matt. Um, thanks for the intro, and it's uh, great to be a co-host with you on the Superman podcast. Um, so where do you want to start with this? I want to take back to the start, mate. Give the listener, meaning one person is tuning in, give them a little backstory on Lionel. Where did you grow up, mate? Yeah, so a little bit a little bit about myself, a backstory for me. Um, I grew up in a small country town in the back of Burke, far northwest of New South Wales. Um, not many people know about Burke, but a lot of people come from Burke. So you'll always find someone around around from somewhere that's from Burke. So, yeah, I grew up there. I lived there till I was about 15. My parents um, had a small business there. My dad was originally a shearer and my mum used to work in a clothing store. So growing up there was uh, really nice because it was a small country town. There's around between 1,500 to 2,000 people in the town. And the beauty of that was is it's like a small uptown bringing where you knew everyone in town. Um, they knew everything about you. So it was a really tight. But does that mean you couldn't get up to too much mischief as a kid because everyone knew everyone? Exactly right. So whenever we um, had to do anything, we were riding around on our bikes around town. If you were yeah, getting up to mischief, then someone would be calling your parents and they're saying. <laughs> and then at the time that, at the time that you got back home they would have already known what what had gone down so you couldn't really do a hell of a lot but we had a lot of fun living up growing up and living in Burke yeah and what happened at 15 mate did you see the light and get out of Burke or so I um from from year seven I pretty much went away to boarding school for two years okay I moved down to to St Greg's to go to St Greg's for two years for boarding school which was pretty tough actually it's probably the the toughest two years that you could go to boarding school, you're the most vulnerable, the smallest kids in the school, and you sort of grow pretty thick skin um, in the first two years living away from home. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty tough. But after that, my parents moved to Dubbo. So we moved from Dubbo to uh, from Burke to Dubbo, which is the biggest country town yet again. A lot more schools there. So there was a secondary school there, a co-ed school that I went to at St. John's College. So that was good because I went from a more boys school to a, a co-ed school. And at the same time, there was plenty of footy there at the same time. And then when did you end up moving to Sydney? So I played, yeah, I um, finished school near 12 and I ended up moving to Sydney like two days after I finished my uh, HSC or right. ATAR it was. So I moved down to Sydney to play rugby league. Um, I moved down to the Bulldog House actually in Belmore. So I was there for two years living in the Bulldog House and playing in the under-20s competition 
for the Bulldogs. How cool is that? Was there any guys that went on to NRL that were in the house with you at the time? Yeah, yeah. A number of the guys in our first 20s team went on and played first grade. Um, to name a few, there's quite a few of them. But yeah. uh, the guys that I lived with for two years, which were Josh Jackson and Dale Finucane, um Two of the greats. Two of the yeah. greats. Yeah, pretty much. So they they kicked on pretty well. Even Dale's still playing now. So, um, but they were just country boys moving from country areas down to the down to the big city as well. So, yep. um, we got on like a house on fire because well, me and Josh and Dale we all got on pretty well. Um, Josh and I in particular because we liked fishing. We used to go fishing most afternoons after we'd finished training or, or yep. a chance that we could get to go fishing. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. And what happened with your rugby league career? Injuries? Yeah, had a couple of injuries. Yeah. Two knee reconstructions by the oh. age of 21. Um, so after that, I still played on, played reserve grade at Wernie for a few years, um, but then ended up finding a girl and settled down. Um, we ended up getting married. So that's my wife, uh, Fallon, and now we have three kids. So we're living out in, in the Central West, uh, in Western Sydney, yep. um, doing our thing. But how does a rugby league player transition into financial planning and helping people with their wealth? Yeah, it's interesting. I was playing footy at the same time, doing a um, personal training course and working at a gym at the same time. Which a lot lot of footy players do. Yeah, a lot of football players are in that fitness area, obviously, because we do a lot of training. But, um, yeah, there was a financial planner that kept them coming through the gym quite a bit and he's like oh what do you i said what do you do he goes oh, i'll help people with their money he goes i'm like you but instead of doing the health coaching side of it i do the money coaching side of it so i was like oh, that's interesting so then i ended up finishing up at the bulldogs and i didn't get a contract for the the year after my 20s competition finished and then um i ended up going working for a concreter that was um that was, oh, right. that, was that was training Part training in reserve grade, and he was also training um, part time as well. And he was a concrete at the same time, so he'd go concreting during the day, and then he'd come to the uh, come training in the afternoon. So I ended up getting a job with him for six months. And after four months, I was like, "It's <laughs> bloody hard tough. yakka, mate. Hard yakka. Uh, it's a tough gig." So I um I yeah I worked with them for six months. And at, throughout the course of that six months, the third month, I was like, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. So, And the guy that I was working for, he would have been in his early 50s. Yep. And father and son duo, they did everything themselves and probably had a labour or two here and there, but I was the only labour at one stage. And, uh, yeah, I looked at him and he looked like a, a worn-out leather boot. Yeah. The early 50s, and I'm like, I don't want to get to 50 and be like that. So I was like, I'm going to make a change. I looked back at my HSC results to see what I could get into at uni. And the Parramatta, Western Sydney uni wasn't far from where I lived. So I was like, well, why don't I just have a go? I'll have a stab in the dark, try what I um, thought I could get into. So I applied for an accounting and financial planning degree, got into it by chance um, with the marks that I had, and then just started my journey from there. And then realistically, from that point onwards, you're the your your parents aren't paying for your education fees after that. You yeah. are paying for it yourself through your hex. So you had a lot more motivation not to fail. So I never failed a subject. 
So I went through all the uni working um, pretty much part-time, full-time as a landscaper at that time. Yep. I moved on from the concreting and was part-time footy, like playing semi-professional footy for Wenny, doing uni at the same time and then working during the day as well. So life was pretty crazy at one stage. Um, it's still, still pretty crazy now. So I was, you move him off from one. Almost as busy as having three three kids, hey? Yeah. So now fast forward to yeah, twenty twenty four. Um, proud father of uh, three kids, two boys and a girl, and a loving wife. So I uh, couldn't be couldn't be happier to where it's all planned out. And owning your own business now, how does that impact family life? Um, it works both ways. To be honest, it's beauty. It's beautiful because. You can control your own destiny and work as hard as you want. The more you put in, the more you get out. Yep. Um, but at the same time, it gives you the flexibility. So you can go anywhere you like. Obviously, you're on the clock for your own time. So you've got to be either mindful of the time that you're spending both in the business and also with family, but it gives you the flexibility to go and do those family events and family, family things that, you, you don't really have to ask a boss to go and do. Yeah, like first day of school. and Yeah, so our son just recently started his first day at school. So yeah. that first sort of week was a bit of a roller coaster, um, starting school, the emotions of it, yeah. um, going and spending as much time as I can to be there with him and pick him up in the after school sort of thing. So, yeah, running your own business is great, but it also is a lot of work as well. So I hear you, mate. I hear you. So today, I just really wanted to introduce ourselves to the yeah. Supermen podcast. Um, you know, start. Yeah. We're going to start catching up a bit more, get further insights, share our knowledge as well, um, maybe share some ideas around what we're seeing from people, where they're making mistakes, where they're doing things well, um, and some of the advice and strategies that we're working with clients with. So. Yeah, what so are your that's, thoughts, mate? That's a, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm pretty excited to start the podcast as well because um, a lot of a lot of my clients refer to me as the supermen because we look after their super, we look after their investments, their insurances, all that sort of stuff. Um, and sometimes you do feel like a bit of a superman, but you're a super, we are the supermen podcast. So um, I'm I'm keen to sort of delve a bit, a little bit deeper with understanding um, different different views as, as well, not just from our views, but having yep. other people on the on the on the podcast to get their idea and their understanding about different areas of around the super side of things, but also talk about the different areas that we specialize in, like retirement planning. We do a we do with a fair bit of retirees and retirement planning. So um but in saying that, we also want to get to know you, Maddie. So um you're the other side of the co-host of the Superman podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where did you grow up? What were your first um, memories of money and finance? So we'll start with where did you grow up? Yeah, mate. So I grew up not far from your office in Castle Hill, um, around the corner from Bella Vista. Um, and I moved when I was about 14, 15, halfway through year nine up to the Central Coast. Um, my dad was a builder. Um, he had big development on the Central Coast. Um and we couldn't hold two properties. So we ended up selling Castle Hill and then moving up to the Central Coast to live on the beach up there at the north entrance, which was great. It was just too far away from our school in Gosford. It was like an hour and a half each way on the bus. 
Um, so yeah, not much time to spend on the beach. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I grew up. How I got into financial planning was pretty interesting. We'll, go, we'll backtrack a little bit backtrack. further. Yep. Um, what did you get up to as a child, and what were your sort of hobbies and interests um, growing up? And how and how did that lead you towards getting into financial advice? Because you've been in it for a while. Yeah, so I'm one of five. I got three sisters and a brother. Um, so our house was always crazy. There was always people over, friends, girlfriends, boyfriends. Always a full house. Always a full table. Always ate dinner together. There's always cricket, footy out the back. Holidays up the central coast at the beach. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yep. We had not like the backyards today. We had a big backyard, big enough for a full cricket pitch and full, full yeah, footy yeah. field. Um, so yeah, it it was pretty good. Um, we lived close to the oval, so always down the oval, kicking the footy. I pretty much slept with a footy. Obviously, didn't reach the heights you did. I found alcohol and and girls a lot quicker than you did, um, yeah. which derailed my footy career pretty quick. <laughs> um, and so yeah that's that's kind of what I did away from away from financial planning really growing up um, it's pretty yeah. interesting how I kind of came into financial planning um, tell us that story so in year 10 there used to be work experience and you used to go out and do a week or two for free more or less volunteer to see if you know, you were the right fit for that job. So you could focus on year 11 and 12 and have something to to strive towards. When I was coming through, that kind of stopped because insurances were getting inflated and also schools didn't want to do the work to try and match students up with, with employers. So dad said, well, these school holidays, you're doing work experience and you're not taking holidays, you're wearing a suit and you're going into the city with an accounting firm. But thinking nothing worse. School holidays you look forward to. And here I am, stuck in the city in a suit and tie. Um, actually, I was doing auditing for the first week and then tax returns and business services for the second week. And then dad asked me, what did you think? And I said, I know one thing, I'm never going to be an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that was so boring. So it was good. Tell me what I didn't want to do. Um, but the partner at the accounting firm, he was really excited about, you know, how I was presented, how well I was presented, how I turned up every day on time because he couldn't really find that too often, especially from someone so young. Um, so he continually pestered dad for two years. Has Matt finished school? Does he want a job? Does he want a job? Does he want a job? Mm. So eventually, just before I sat my HSC, I went down for a went down to Sydney from the Central Coast to sit an interview. And they had financial planning section. So I was like, money, investments, that's way more exciting than looking at what we did last year or reconciling reconciling bank accounts and ticking boxes. Um, so I was like, absolutely, let's see if we can get into financial planning. Ended up getting a cadetship for $25,000 a year. Well, big, uh, big paying job. Big money, big money. Um, somewhere. So I got the got the role before I sat my first HSC exam, 
which was a blessing and also a curse because <laughs> I didn't really try too hard after that in my HSC exams. So, yeah, that, that's how I got it started in financial planning, kind of fell into it with a push from dad, yeah, uh, which was pretty good. Why didn't you go down the, the line of being a builder? I just saw what mum and dad went through as well, inconsistent income, things like that, you know, big projects. Um, yeah, big influx and just managing tradies and things like that just yeah. looked like a nightmare. It looked like an absolute headache. And um, tell us a bit about your business setup. How did you go to get, getting to um, setting up your own business and how long have you been in business for? Yeah, so I've been in financial planning for 17, going on 18 years now. Um, so straight out of school. Um, and I've worked with big banks, accounting firms, boutique financial planning firms, seen things done really well, seen things done poorly as well. So, What did you learn over those years? Like, What are the key learnings that you learned? Over those key years? learnings was communication and relationships with clients. That was yeah. first and foremost, like showing how much you care about the client before you show how much you know. Mm. Uh, that was probably from one of my first teachers or mentors. That, yeah, that's that's what he really drummed home. Um, yeah, so I, I've tried to pick the eyes out of what I've seen work well and not so well and then build my own business from scratch from there um, rather than you see some of the other businesses out there that, that go out and buy, you know, clients or things like that. Yeah, I wanted to do it right and do it my way and, and do it, do it slowly, but do it do it the way I wanted to implement everything rather yeah. than inherit all these legacy and, and risks in the business as well. Yeah. Um, so just give us a quick summary about your business, what you do, who you, what clients you look after. Yeah, so Newcastle Advisors based in Warners Bay, Lake Macquarie. Yeah. Um, we service people all along the East Coast of Australia. Um, service mainly people in that pre-retirement stage, you know, coming up to retirement, people just don't know, you know, is there light at the end of the tunnel, how they can retire, how can they manage things. So that's where we see the most interest. But recently we've seen some more people coming through in the younger generations with investment properties, interest rates rising, trying to understand how do they build their wealth plan. So that's been interesting as well. Um, so that's your business side. There's also yep. two sides to you. There's obviously a um, family side. What's well, tell us a just a quick brief summary about your family. Um, I know you're a proud father as well. So yep. just gives a bit of a backstory about your family. Not not telling going into depth or any detail. Just tell yeah. us the reason why you're going to work. That's probably good, good one. Yeah, two little boys and uh, and my beautiful wife Beck. Um, that's really the reason get up and start my own business and try and build some security and a better life for them as well. Yeah. Beautiful, Matt. Well, thanks for that. Well, um, hopefully that gives a bit of an, an intro to the listeners that are going to be out there um, all over the world, I would imagine. So it's going to go, go global. global. It's going to be <laughs> so make sure you're on, you're jumping on at the start you got the uh, little bit of in-depth understanding about both of us, about the co-hosts for the Superman podcast. 
Um, so today, um, we just want to really introduce ourselves. Um, we're going to catch up. I think we're going to try and do this every fortnight yep. on a Monday and post it live that next day somehow. So, yeah, come along, listen to the our insights and the knowledge. So, um, And the reason why we're doing this is really just sort of the give back to the community to help people understand and, and hopefully educate a lot of people about the different um, insights of super advice, insurance. Um, the financial planning area is really that is usually um, something that people don't really want to talk about. So we're going to try and make it more under- make the topics more understandable where you can actually relate to it and help you understand the different areas in the concept. Yeah, you do get taught from a young age, don't you? And you don't, don't talk about taught. money, don't talk about sex, politics. Exactly yeah. right. So we want to debunk and demystify the super side of things so you can actually go out and actually learn about your super account because it does play a very vital role in your retirement planning when you're getting close to the retirement years, uh, particularly when you're getting to the age of around 60. So Anywhere from 60 plus, you've got enough money in your super to retire on, then you can pretty much retire from 60 onwards. So we want to be able to help you build your superannuation and your retirement assets in a more effective way by general conversations about what we see in the market and stuff like that. In saying that, at times, financial advice, superannuation, any talk of retirement can be a bit dry and boring. So hopefully... The two of us, we can inject a bit of insight, excitement into the topic, a bit like old James Magnuson, you know, injecting for the enhanced games. Hopefully we can bring some insight, excitement back into it. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And we're, hopefully the uh, the listeners, the, the voice on the other side is easy to understand and listen to as well. So um, things we're going to cover as well, we're going to cover like different advice trends. So in saying that, um, what are you seeing at the moment, Matt? Uh, the one I just touched on, people with investment properties just screaming for help yeah. with 13 interest rate rises. They're just looking for answers. What do we do? Do we sell? Do we keep it? Um, yeah, what about yourself, mate? What are you seeing your side yeah, of things? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of in client inquiries. I really I get them to the side where they're sort of at that ill-prepared stage for retirement. And what I mean by that is like they've worked all their life, gone through all the steps and the process and the career and stuff like that and haven't really been prepared for retirement. And we're getting them at the other end of being unprepared, just about to retire because they've had enough of work and they don't want to work at the same role anymore and they've had enough and they want to do this and they want to do that. But they've gotten all that way, but they haven't prepared for that phase. So I'm trying to do the best I can to help them save money in tax and all that sort of stuff and boost as much money into the retirement and superannuation side of it. Um, That's one of the main main inquiries that we see with a lot of clients at the moment getting to the end retire i think off the back of that you and i've been discussing a fair bit as well is it's not just the finance side when it comes to retirement there's this whole mental mental side of things going from a social network having an identity having a purpose um, being valued yeah the financial side we see like usually is really 10, 10 to 20% maximum of the issues that you find in, in retirement phase. 
Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of the things on the other side of it. So there's financial and there's lifestyle issues that you need to cover off. And the lifestyle issues are between 90 and 80% of some of the issues that you cover off in retirement phase. So we're going to touch on a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah. Might get some experts on as well in the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll definitely get a number of ex- experts on. And some of the projects that we're working on are also personally um, to share with the listeners and talk about a lot of those, a lot about that information. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of trends, a lot of different topics to to take in here, um, and you're gonna learn something every time you, you listen into our podcast. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I think that's for sure. You'll be able to learn something. There'll be something out there that you didn't know. You'd be like, oh. Oh, that makes sense now. Well, oh, that's even if it's just a matter of re- rephrasing some of the financial jargon that you find and hear in the media, and we can simplify it and and really re- simplify the, the the way that it's explained. That's yeah. probably that's probably one of the big areas that we look at in, in financial advice. Is like there's so many different. Um, financial uh, jargon words that people would use, but the best way to what an advisor can do is explain it very simply to you so you can understand. Making the complex seem simple. Exactly right. And then at the same time, allowing you to make good decisions for your future. Um, Rightio. So, Maddie, have you got anything else for us to talk about in our first episode on the Superman podcast? Did you want to give us an example of one of the clients you've helped in the last week or two, mate? Um, yeah, actually, I had a, I can give a pretty good example on that. Is yeah, like I said, the common common inquiries that we're getting at the moment is clients where they're they're getting to the end of their working career and they're sick of working because they're obviously getting too old, too worn out. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's really outlining to people that when you're getting closer to retirement, you want to make sure it's most effective wise tax wise and what i mean by that is there is a lot of people go and they think about retiring and retiring from the 30th of june all right so an example that we've done recently is like well you if you've you've earned financial years is where we calculate your tax from july through to june and if you've earned all that taxable income all way already throughout the year so say for example your income is plus super, then your basically gross income is $70,000. And if you were planning to retire and you're retiring on the 30th of June, then obviously you're going to get paid out on the 30th of June, which counts towards that financial year. So what we typically try and give some guidance around and just say, well, if you retire in the new year from the 15th of July onwards, it counts towards a new financial year. And we're, the ability to do that is it allows us to put more money into super as a contribution, and that's going to reduce your taxable income down. So when you're getting a redundancy, if you're going to get a redundancy, it's always nice. But if um, you're looking at retiring full-time and you're doing it on your own time, then probably do it after the new financial year is a good tip. Because you've got your annual leave, your long service leave, all yeah. that type of thing to get paid out. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we're that's a little bit of an insight of what you can learn over the next couple of weeks or the next um podcast that we're gonna do. So we're gonna jump onto this fortnightly and sit down and have a yarn. So come along for the ride. 
Also, if you have any questions, please reach out to both me at Lionel at purposeplanning.com.au and Maddie, his email address is mccabe at newcastleadvisor.com. Um, you can also jump onto our websites and also um, give us a call as well if you need any, if you have any questions when we jump on next time. Um, and until then, Maddie, do you want to say anything else? Until next time, listener. Thanks until for listening, Mum. Thanks for uh, <laughs> listening to the Supermed podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>